What's up everybody? My name is Lavelle Hewitt and I am your host of Do It In The Dark, a podcast that focuses on introspection and accountability. How to pick yourself apart and put the pieces back together. So take this journey with me as we redefine who we are, how we got here, and move confidently toward the future. Do It In The Dark is an opinion-based podcast based on research, statistics, and my personal views. These comments are not represented by any political, religious, or government entities. The views expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. Welcome to another episode of Do It In The Dark, podcast on introspection and accountability. I am your host, Lavelle Hewitt. If you're looking for me on any social media platform, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at The Hospice Guy. That is The Hospice Guy. Also, my other coaching page for uh, consulting and business coaching, you can find me on podcast underscore do it. Podcast underscore do it. All right. So listen, we got a welcome to episode nine, episode nine of do it in the dark. I'm excited to be here today um, as I am every every week when we uh, record these, but I think we're getting uh, to the end of a series that I wanted to do on things to help new business owners. So this is episode nine. We have one more left and uh, we'll be getting that out hopefully Friday, um, Friday of this week. So tonight, though, I want to talk to you about the art of procrastination, right? I, I said this quote earlier and I want to said to you guys and then we're going to get into the title and what we're talking about for the night but um you have to do things one thing at a time because procrastination waits on no one and i know it's not really profound but it made sense to me and sometimes even though we are coaches and we are professional people we are successful in in our own right in business we can sometimes need a reminder and and, uh this is a one of those instances where I'm, i'm talking to you to help you but i'm talking to myself and offering myself a reminder that uh just because you're busy doing things doesn't always mean that you're being effective so tonight the topic for this episode is going to be one thing at a time one thing at a time and so what i want to talk to you guys about i have three areas tonight we're going to talk about being busy is not always effective and then i'll talk about three things you can do to maximize the time that you have so you can be effective right and be productive so that's uh that's one being busy is not always effective then second thing of course there's story time i want to tell you a quick story uh once we get started about what i was doing in business and i had to change some things because i was not utilizing my time properly and then number three we're going to talk about you know how to do one thing at a time and we're going to break down the psychology behind it all right so i mean let's talk about it one thing at a time and i said procrastination waits on no man so let's talk about what that means i think sometimes 
we try to trick ourselves in being busy. Because as long as we're busy, we can't say that we're not doing anything. One of the hardest things for a new business owner is finding the right things to busy yourself with. So I'll give you an example with me. One of the things in business I I struggled with, and I still struggle to this day, just being honest with you, is going through emails. Emails are a pivotal, pivotal point of being an effective leader and business owner, and it is good housekeeping to go through your emails. So I would set aside a block of time, right, to open up my emails, check them, respond to them, follow up on them. But there are much easier things I would rather be doing. So one thing for me is, uh, you know, instead of doing emails, I wouldn't mind cleaning my truck out. And I know you're like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I would much rather spend that two-hour block of time cleaning and detailing my truck than actually going through these emails and making sure that my business is run effectively, my company is run smoothly. So what am I saying? What am I telling you today? I create something where that is procrastination work. Right. The real task I need to do is to go through each one of these emails. But because I don't want to do it, I put it off. So I procrastinate that and I find something else to keep me busy. And that's why we're talking about today. Just because you're busy doing something doesn't mean that you are hardworking and being effective, especially for a new business or new venture so we're going to break this down let's talk about one thing at a time so being busy is not always effective we just said that several times because i want you to get that point and i want to talk about what are some things there are three things i think you can do to better manage your time and your productivity so busy people work hard I'm going to say it again. Busy people work hard. However, productive people work hard and smart. And there's a difference between efficiency and effectiveness, right? Those two things, those are what you're achieving when you're busy and you should be being productive. So efficiency is what? Doing the tiny steps of a larger task quickly. That is efficiency. Doing the tiny steps of a larger task quickly. And effectiveness is finding the most optimal way to do something, perhaps even removing the need to do some of the tasks if it's unnecessary. So finding the most optimal way to do something, perhaps even removing the need to do a certain task if it is even unnecessary. That is called effectiveness. So if you're going to start a business and you know that there are things that you need to do to make sure you're getting the most productivity out of your time, 
You need to be efficient and it needs to be effective. Sounds easy enough, right? So another thing we got to talk about is busy people get drowned in the details. Whereas productive people can keep their eyes on the macro and micro of the task or project. That's a good one because I, I think I felt that one when I was doing my research because a lot of times we get caught in the details and we get stuck in this rabbit hole going down the rabbit hole of where did this come from who did that how did we get here this and that and none of those things matter to the completion of the task or project at hand it's another way that your brain tricks you into doing procrastination work yeah i'm busy finding out the details but none of it matters right so i'm gonna read that again busy people drown themselves in the details productive people keep their eyes on the macro and micro of the task so let me give you an example when you, when we're talking about micro and macro right macro is the big picture micro are the 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 small details are the small things that make up the big picture i call it project management leadership so I think project management leadership is the best example of explaining this method of task completion and delegation. So what is a project manager? Project manager is someone who identifies what the entire project needs to be completed. They also understand that they can't spend all of their time doing all of the tasks. So a project manager will review, assign, follow up until completion. And that's what they do. Review, assign, follow up until the project or task is completed. Thus, they are addressing both the macro, which is the big picture, and the micro of the situation. And that's the way you need to approach every task that you have to get done when you're starting a new business. I mean, I know it sounds easy, but trust me, when you are moving forward and going into the steps to create your business, everybody wants to be able to say that they are a multitask. They want to say that they can do several things at one time. And we're going to get into why that's not always a good thing in a minute. We'll get into that in just a second. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is busy people say yes to everything productive people say yes or no choose choicefully it depends i can't just tell you yes to everything thinking that i'm going to complete all of the business objectives and goals that i have to do for myself when some of the things that i may say yes to have absolutely nothing to do with what i need to get done so busy people say yes to everything. Productive people say yes or no choicefully. You make a choice and that choice typically is going to state that this is mutually beneficial for me to do. So yes, I'll do it or no, sorry, I can't do it because it is procrastination work, right? Procrastination work, meaning 
I am procrastinating on doing what I need to do. So yeah, I'll take on something for you to help you out because I really don't want to do what I need to do. Be careful because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. So be careful with that. Right? So we said busy people say yes to everything. Productive people say yes or no choicefully. They say it choicefully. Now, busy people are oftentimes busy completing yes tasks, meaning someone has asked them to do something. And instead of simply saying no, you've acquiesced. And now you're stuck doing something that has nothing to do with your business goals or or objectives. You have to be strong enough to tell people and understand that if it is mutually beneficial, I can do these things. But if there is no value add return to my business, I'm not going to be able to do it. And that's the way you need to think when you are in the startup phases or growth phases, or even trying to be consistent and running a business. You can't help everybody, even with good intentions. And I'm speaking to myself sometimes because I will go out of my way to help you succeed. But the reason you can't do that because everybody's not ready. Everybody's not at the same point that you're that you are and everybody doesn't have the same drive so be careful what tasks and what things you obligate yourself to and say yes to when you know your business needs to take precedence when you're starting out it's extremely important all right so we covered those three things right Busy is not always effective. Busy people work hard. Productive people work hard and smart. Busy people get drowned in the details. Productive people keep their eyes on the macro and micro of the project. And busy people say yes to everything, while productive people say yes or no choicefully. All right, keep those in mind. Now we've reached the part in uh, our episode today well it is story time story time so let me tell you there was a point in my life where i had four streams of income four streams of income right and i read somewhere that the average millionaire has between four and six string stream uh, streams of income Now, that sounds good, but what the article talked about that I didn't practice is I had four streams of income that required me to do something in order for those four streams to exist. What the article was talking about, most millionaires have between four to six streams of income where even if they're not doing something, the money is still being generated. So that's a huge difference. That is a huge difference. And so let me explain to you with my situation, how it looked and why it became busy work. And I was not productive, even though there were four streams of income. So I had four streams of income, but I decided that, you know, 
I had to decide which thing was going to be the least impactful so I could let it go because I was not being productive. So I'm going to run down the four streams of income. It was hospice company, the first company I started. We had just got started, so we were making money, but we were not at the point where we could, you know, kind of quit our jobs, which is a problem in itself. Um, and we, we talked about that in, in past episodes where you want to hold on to all of the, the income and all of the opportunities, uh, or not opportunities, but you don't want to let go of the safety net, right? Because you are afraid to let go of your primary job to pursue a startup company. And every situation is different. I'm not saying everybody needs to do it. But in my situation, I couldn't be successful in my business I just started until I let go of my full-time job. And I'll explain why in this story. So, four streams of income. I had just started my first hospice company. I'm also an adjunct instructor teaching psychology online two different schools right and so each school may give you one or two classes so i could potentially have four classes online that i'm teaching two for each school and i'm consulting for other startup hospice companies there were two people in particular i was working with around the same time so it's all generating income and then lastly, I was a hospice marketer for a large hospice company, had a secure paycheck. I didn't want to leave that job. So you're asking, I don't see what the problem is. Here's where the problem comes in. Because I was spread so thin, I always stayed busy. But my teaching jobs, both of them, started to suffer. I was not responding to students on time. And then when I did respond, sometimes I would respond in a cadence of, what is it? Almost similar to like copy paste. I would tell everybody pretty much the same thing. And that's not being an effective instructor, especially if you want your students to learn and receive good constructive feedback you got to read through their paperwork, read through their post, and respond intelligently and inquisitively so they know you read it and two, that you care. And I was not doing that. And that's why we listen. We're talking. This is Do It In The Dark, a podcast on introspection and accountability. As I had to look at myself and take accountability, I had four streams of income that generated a lot of money for me personally. But two of the four, I was not doing very well. So let's look at what the four are. I was great at being a consultant because it didn't take up a lot of time. People pay you for your opinion or for your expertise. You give them your opinion. You give them your opinion or you uh, guide them a certain, you know, length of the way. And then they're on their own. Boom. Easy money. So that was fine. My startup company, my startup hospice needed much more attention than I was giving it. So we were not generating a lot of money because I wasn't able to get the patients. If I would get a patient, I would have to bring that patient where? 
to my full-time job so I can keep the job. Not only was it a conflict of my personal business interests, it was a conflict of what is right for my future. So once I started to focus more on building my company, my brand, we started to do better. But what started the lack was my full-time job. I'm not bringing in as many patients. I'm not meeting my sales quota as a hospice marketer. So now, even though I have a great relationship with them, I have to leave the company because I'm not benefiting them. I'm being paid, but I'm not really doing a good job. I'm focused on growing my company. I'm teaching at these different schools. So even though it felt good to say I'm a college instructor for these two great online programs, I was not an effective instructor for the students. So I had to let it go. My decision to let that go and to focus on hospice is one that I feel really, really great about as I look back over my life over the past eight to nine years being a consultant and still running a hospice company. Now I'm on my second hospice company and I sold my first one. We have to make sure that we are always checking in with ourselves so we can hold ourselves accountable and not get caught up in what feels good and what sounds good on paper. Four streams of income, well over six figures and you're making great money but you're not really doing a good job in four areas look at yourself in the mirror hold yourself accountable and say that's not the type of person i am and that's not the type of work i want to put out to represent who i am so the last thing i want to talk about tonight is okay so we've talked about what it looks like to be busy but not productive I've given you some insight on my, my, my personal experience as a business owner um, and where I failed at. And now I want to talk about, so how do we do one thing at a time? The important part of doing one thing at a time is really, really simple. It goes back to the psychology of who you are. Knowing who you are, you have to understand it is time to calm down your brain. Being able to not live in the, the, the realm of being a multitasker is all reserved in the aspects of being able to calm down your brain. I think I'm doing a good job. I, I don't know if y'all can hear in the background, but but my dog Leo, bless his heart, he he he, uh, he will not let me record uh, without him being in the room. So as soon as he gets in here, as soon as I start recording, he falls asleep. So you may hear him snoring in the background. If you do, just enjoy the slight cadence of Leo snoring. Okay. But that's my buddy. I couldn't leave him out. But yes, as we prepare ourselves to do one thing at a time and do it effectively and productively, 
you have to calm down your brain. I'm going to give you two examples why it's important. If you think about using your computer, if you have several applications running on your computer at one time, what happens? Your computer starts to run sluggish. It doesn't perform all of the tasks properly as it should. So even though they can sell us on this computer as a multitasking computer, it can do seven things at one time. Just know that even a computer with seven tabs or applications open does not function at its best productive, effective, and efficiently um, mode, efficient mode when it's operating in multitasking mode, okay? Even a computer. So what I'm saying is, Lavelle, what are you saying? What I'm telling you is you have to shut down some of those applications and do them one at a time to get premium peak performance from your computer. So that is the same thing you need to do with your brain. Being a multitasker is good when you are starting a company and you have to wear multiple hats. But now, be smart enough to recognize that as you grow, or as you are building consistency, you now have to hire or barter with people who have a vested interest in either working with you or for you to delegate tasks to them so that everybody can focus on one thing at a time to make the business to make the business go to make it successful another example is listen listen and I'm going to read this quote to you and then we'll talk about it there's a philosopher named Miss Marietta and I got this quote off of one of the pages I, I use for research and it's in the references in the description you can go back and read the entire article it's a great read but she says how to calm your mind, right? How to do one thing at a time. She said, listen to a piece of music several times. Take note of what you missed. Note the specific place where you were, where your mind started to wander. Listen to the music again as a whole piece. After several times of zeroing in on specific parts, carve out a time to be still every day. Just sit, take a lazy walk, sit. Don't expect immediate results, but trust that your stillness will seep more and more into your mind and into the busyness. It will steady and calm you, end quote. So I, I take that and I want you to take that with you as I, as I close because being able to calm your mind allows you to maintain a higher level of focus and it does help to decrease the procrastination work that we allow to seep in to our productivity time. Don't get caught up in being too busy to be productive. Let's focus the mind, help your body out 
focus your mind on being hardworking and productive, but not just busy. And you do so by doing one thing at a time to completion. All right. Listen, this has been another episode of Do It in the Dark. We just finished nine episodes, y'all. We got one more left, and I hope you join me next Friday. We'll be uploading episode 10. But this is Do It in the Dark. I am your host, Lavelle Hewitt, a.k.a. The Hospice Guy. And don't forget, the work begins in the dark. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Do It in the Dark with Lavelle Hewitt. Please subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms. Until then, turn the lights off because the work begins in the dark.